You're listening to the Real Raw Relatable Podcast with Cat John, episode number Can You Believe It's 50? G'day, gang. Welcome to the Real Raw Relatable Podcast with me, Cat John. I believe that leading from the front is to share with others what it takes to become the creator of your own life, offering real guidance, raw truths, and relatable stories. Fifty episodes deep. I'm happy. I'm proud. Patting myself on the back. I remember when my ego, well, firstly, when this came through and, uh, for, for me to record a podcast to start one and how much my ego did not want me to begin it. So well done, Miss John, for following through on guidance um, because this podcast has and is really serving people and helping people. And I really pre- appreciate you for showing up on Mondays or whenever it is that you listen to it Um sharing it with your friends and reviewing it and rating it. It really does mean a lot um, because I believe this work is integral and important. Um, It helps people feel less alone and less fucked up and thinking you're the only one in the world who is fucked up, which really leads in perfectly to what I want to talk about today. And uh, where I want to start with this is with what's going down or on in my world at the moment, that is, uh, I guess, taking quite a lot of stage time, center stage. And that's uh, a, a, a time that my younger stepdaughter, Mia, is going through. She is having quite a lot of issues with a particular girl at school and really, really began, or at least we became super obvious of it, um, throughout homeschooling and Mia's got this pattern with this particular girl where she sucks up to her, um, she's clinging towards her, she's craving her attention um, and security in are we friends, are we friends, are we friends, are we friends, are we still friends, are we still friends because um, this other girl has a knack of randomly messaging Mia or randomly telling Mia you're not my friend. We're not friends anymore. Never talk to me again. I don't care about you. And it becomes fairly um, aggressive in the way that she responds to Mia, which then Mia goes back into her little hole. We then, you know, chat to Mia. um, But then the whole cycle starts again because Mia has got this addiction to this friend, a so-called friend. And look, they're in grade five. I appreciate this because, you know, I know how um, toxic some of my friendships were in primary school. But nonetheless, as a parent and a step-parent, um, it very much hurts to see all of this take place. So what I want to talk to you about is how I have been helping her, not just over this, but with other areas in her life. Um, I talk to Mia specifically. She's the youngest stepdaughter. I speak to her specifically about dark voice and light voice. A lot of people will message me and go, fucking, how do you talk about the ego to kids? How do you explain this stuff to kids? I don't even fucking get it myself. So how am I supposed to explain this work to my children? You know, I want them to get this work. So here is a podcast 
to answer this. Um, and there is a book that will follow this um, that I have written that I'm reviewing to be uh, edited and published um, about the dark voice and the light voice. And it is a book for children and a book for parents and for school teachers, kindergarten teachers, um, anyone who basically has children or who knows children, even adults, this can be, this book can be great for. So when this first came about, this was now a few years back, uh, little Mia, she has, um, in her ego and in her limiting belief, she has real difficulty in trusting the world. And specifically it comes, it, 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 uh, expresses more towards male figures. Um, but she has real, hmm, can I trust you? Can I not trust you? If I put my trust in you and you show that you are, that, that you, um, have violated that trust, even if it's something super small, you're out. Um, and so this plays out in her life in, in major ways and, and in subtle ways. And she shares a lot with me. And one day she came home from school and, um, I said, let's go for a walk together. We'll go down the canal together. And she said, Kitty, I've daydreamed today. And when she talks about daydreams, she talks about like uh, her mind wandering off, her mind wandering off and thinking about other things. And she calls them daydreams. She said, Kitty, I daydreamed something today. And I said, yeah, yeah, What's um, what did you daydream? And she shared me, you know, daydreams before. And she said, there was this man at school who came to talk to us about his culture and uh, the way he used to live. And he was a really nice guy. And then I started to daydream. I said, I am. And she said, I started to daydream that his wife lured me into their house with like cakes and lollies and hot milk and all that kind of thing. And I went in there and they kidnapped me and he was in there and then he kidnapped me and I couldn't get out. I said, okay. And then what happened after your daydream? Because I know her personality and what she does. Um, she said, oh, I stopped talking to him and I tried to avoid eye contact with him. I said, so you thought he was a bad man because of your daydream, even though he didn't do anything wrong? And she said, yes. I said, okay, did you treat him poorly or were you disrespectful to him? And she said, no, I just didn't like him after that. I said, okay. Now, in my head, as I'm as I'm listening to this, I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. How can I help her? How can I help her? How can I help her? See that in reality, nothing went down, but a false reality was being created by something in her mind or something inside of herself. Because in that moment, I thought, fucking hell, man, this girl, and like most of us, we can go through life thinking shit is taking place when it's actually not. And we can... Uh, separate ourselves from people. We can be mean to people. We can be harsh to people that just fucking have done nothing. Right. And we're seeing this, you know, rear its head again with racism, um, that we have all these stories inside of our head that none of them might be true, but we believe them to be true. So we're walking back. And I said to her, have you heard of something called the dark voice? 
and the light voice. And she said, "Mm, not really, but what do you mean? I said, okay. I said, inside of us and inside of you, inside of me, there is a dark voice and there is a light voice. And she said, uh, what's the, what would the dark voice say? I said, dark voice would say things like, you're a loser, or I'm a nobody, or the dark voice will tell you to be mean to someone when you know in your light voice that you don't want to do that, or that it's not nice to do that, or you wouldn't like to be treated that way. She said, yeah, 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 I get that. I get it. I said, okay. So the dark voice in you was the one that started to conjure up this false reality, this false daydream to which you then believe that to be true. And then you started acting, pushing by pushing him away. You started acting differently. Correct. And she said, yes. I said, cool. I said, so if your dark voice was saying that, what would your light voice say now? what would your light voice say now? And she said, well, my light voice would say he's done nothing wrong and that I can continue to be nice to him. I said, cool. I want you to know that these two voices are going to be inside you for life. I said, they're inside of me. They're inside of your mum. They're inside of your dad. They're inside of your sister. They're inside that of that man that was talking to you at school. Everyone has a dark voice and a light voice. And what we have to do is be aware of when our dark voice is making us do things that we don't want to do and instead pause for a moment, listen to the light voice and say, what would the light voice say right now? Or what does the light voice have to say? And she said, okay. So in that moment, I gave her more examples. Now, when she first met my dad, she was super lovely to my dad. Uh, and my, and my whole family, super lovely, super loving, you know, cool. Your kitty's family. I love you. Trust you. And then she was at our family Christmas one year and she was being a smart ass to my uncle and my dad, male figure said to her, Hey Mia, just so you know, in this house, we treat people with kindness and respect. So what she did there isn't okay in this house for eight months she iced my dad, taking her and the girls, but mainly her to my family's house every Sunday night was anxiety riddled for me. She was rude. She wouldn't talk to them. She just demanded like, you know, snacks to be provided and dinner be provided. No, please. No, thank you. And made everything awkward. So I did a lot of coaching with her throughout that time, sharing with her how that would make me feel, putting herself in other people's shoes, but I didn't have the words around the dark light voice then until this time when we were sitting at the front of our house and we're talking about this guy who talked about her school. So I said, Hey Mia, remember when you were rude to my dad? Cause she's, she's over that now. I wrote her a letter and she really understood where, um, I was coming from. I said, so let's look at that. Dark voice said, my dad told you off and said you were a mean little girl. That's what your dark voice said, yeah? She said, yes. I said, what did my dad actually say? And she said, my dad's, your dad said, 
That's not how we act in this house. We treat each other kindness and respect. I said, okay, so now you can look back. Your dark voice said this. What would your light voice have said in that moment? She said, well, I knew that I was wrong. And my light voice was actually saying to me in that moment to say sorry, but I didn't. I said, okay. So in that scenario, you listened to your dark voice and then looked what happened. You listened to your dark voice for eight months. You created a lot of tension. You created a reality that was uncomfortable. You created a reality or an outcome, if you want to use a different word with the children, an outcome that hurt me, that hurt my family, and that got you into trouble, that kept getting you into trouble. I said, can you see that if you had just listened to your light voice and said, sorry, then for eight months, you could have been happy. You could have enjoyed your time going to my parents. I could have enjoyed my time bringing you to my parents. She said, yeah, I get that. I said, okay. Now, another time, she does have a, a, a thing with, with men in terms of why. I don't know why yet. I'm sure we'll get to the bottom of that as time goes on. But she's, she's also well aware of it. She was going to the movies with her dad and our friend had organized a ticket for her and he was a male. And it was one of her favorite movies. It was about horses and she was really excited to get there. And when this guy, our friend, gave her the ticket, she was rude. She said, I don't want your ticket. I don't want that. And so I gave her this example again. I said, Mim, I'm not saying this to make you feel bad, but I'm just going back in time so you can see when your dark voice was playing out. I said, tell me what went on there. She said, I don't know, Kitty. I just felt like I needed to, to be tough and I needed to, to show that I didn't care and that I wasn't a nice girl. I said, so what was the dark voice saying? She said, well, this, the dark voice was saying this person could be bad, so be mean to him. I said, okay. So now that you've got, you know, time, you're, you're ahead in time, what was your light voice saying? She said, I could hear my light voice saying, just be thankful, just be thankful, just say thank you. Just say thank you. I said, okay. And then you didn't. And so as a result, you listened to the dark voice, you didn't get your popcorn, you got told off by your dad and your, your devices were confiscated for the next three days, correct? She said, yes. I said, okay, are you seeing a pattern? She says, yes. So the point that I'm making here is that kids will get this shit. And the language around dark voice, light voice has become a game changer for her. So much so, we were in bed the other night, I was tucking her into bed and she said, Kitty, I said, yeah. She said, I, I can hear everything you and dad are saying about finding my power and about, you know, not going back and, and um, being needy and clingy and saying sorry for things that I haven't done to this friend from school. She said, I can hear it. I said, yeah. And she said, but my dark voice, it's so loud. And so this is, you know, a year and a half, two years later where the kid herself is saying my dark voice. 
my dark voice is so loud saying, oh, but if I don't be friends with her, I'm going to be left out and no one's going to, to like me. My dark voice is saying, this is what I have to do to be in the cool group. This is what I have to do to, to get approval from her. My dark voice is saying that this is the only way for things to happen. I said, okay, what is your light voice saying? And she said, my light voice is actually saying, and this is an 11-year-old kid. She said, my light voice is saying that I have lost touch with myself and that all I want to do is just be me and be me with people who like me. This is an 11-year-old kid that now with this framework, she can go, dark voice says this, my light voice says this. And then she says, well, what do I do? What do I do? I said, Mim, between the dark voice and the light voice, there's a void, there's space. And that space is choice. I said, me as your stepmom, all I can do is share truth with you or wisdom with you or guidance with you. And my hope is that you listen to the light voice inside of you. I said, but unfortunately, I can't make choices for you. Only you can do that. And she says, I know what I should do, but the dark voice is so loud. The dark voice is saying, this is the only way. I said, well, do you really believe that's the only way? And she said, no, it's just hard. I said, yes, you're right. The light voice isn't always easy. The light voice isn't always easy to say sorry, to be humble and say sorry, to, to do what is in your best interest. Sometimes that's not easy. But it's the easier road moving forward eventually. I said the dark voice often wants the, the best thing for that very single moment, even though right after that moment takes place, you might feel bad. And then this little kid is saying, well, even when I listen to the dark voice, it still leads me to being alone. It still leaves me not with my friend. So she's getting it. Does it mean she's enacting it? No. Does it mean she's trying? Yes, but she at least has a framework. She has a framework inside of her that can go dark voice, light voice. I never knew this when I was a kid. I just thought all of those thoughts that I'm fat, I'm a loser, I'm this, I'm that, you know, no one likes me. I just thought that that was me talking to me, me talking to me. But what we've done for her is she has light voice, dark voice. She can observe the voices now. She's already in this in this beautiful space of observation. She doesn't know that. I'm not going to tell her that. I'm just going to let her have this pocket for a moment in time. And now she will come up to me and because she's getting, you know, conscious of her weight and all that kind of stuff. And she'll weigh herself. She'll say, Kitty, I weigh this much. Is that good or is that bad? Is that good or is that bad? Am I fat? And I just say, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Who's having that chat? Who, what voice is that inside of you? 
And she said, dark voice. I said, okay, what's the dark voice saying? She said, well, the dark voice is saying that I'm fat and I need to be skinny and I need to be under 30 kilos and I'm not tall enough. And if I weigh this much and I'm short, then I must be fat. So I should stop eating this and restrict myself and yada, 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 right? So I was like, okay, cool. So what is your light voice saying? She said, well, my light voice doesn't really care. It never did. All of a sudden, it's just started to care. Something else has started to care. She said, my life voice doesn't really care. But maybe I still could stop eating so much sugar. I said, yeah. So now you have choice. Remember, between the dark and the light, you have a void. And that void is space. So what are you going to do? She said, well, I'm going to go and have fun. Now I'll go and have fun. And I'll be more conscious of how much sugar I eat. I said, okay, great plan, mate. Now my eldest stepdaughter, I don't use this language with her, but one day she came to me and she says that she doesn't feel like she belongs in this family, as in with Steve and I and Mia. She feels as though Mia is favoured over her. And she said, I just don't feel like I belong in this family. You guys love Mia more than me. I said, okay, that's cool. That can be your reality. I said, so can I share something with you? And she said, yeah. I said, so I also think that. I also think that I don't belong and that you guys are stronger together than me and that I'm on the outer. She said, what do you mean? That's not true. And I said, cool. Then is yours true too? So with the elder stepdaughter I share more with her I share openly and vulnerably with her I also do with Mia as well I'll say to her I have a dark voice I have a dark voice all the time and you'll probably know when I have a dark voice because I look angry and I'm cranky and I'm short and I'm grumpy she says yeah I said that's my dark voice and you can say to me hey kitty what's your dark voice saying and we can all have conversations around this so with Mia, I use the language dark voice, light voice. Allegra, my eldest stepdaughter, I don't. But when she shares a truth, a false truth that she thinks is reality, I'll match her and say, cool, I do too. Or when I was your age, I did too. Or I always have negative thoughts. I always have limiting thoughts. Doesn't mean I have to do something with them. Now, in my heart of hearts, I dead set wish that this is the stuff that was taught at school, not just, hey, can you come in for a one-hour speaking gig, that this was taught as a curriculum, that mindset was taught as a curriculum, that dealing with mind, dealing with the dark voice, dealing with the light voice and how to make choices moving forward that are more light voice orientated and tools in how to deal with the dark voice, deal with the dark feelings, was in school curriculum. Like, I actually still can't believe that it's not. Because if I look at the world today, if I look at the struggles that teenagers go through today, and the result, even with what we're experiencing in the world right now, with racism, still, it's because we are are left to kind of fend our own minds and we get lost in it for a very long time and some are lost in it forever. 
for their whole life, thinking that false reality is true reality. And so therefore, they go about acting out false reality. They dominate people. They segregate, separate. You are not like me. I am not like you. You can't hang out with me. We forget the connection. We forget the human race. We forget the human spirit. We forget to see the soul inside of another human being. So there's something that has really brewed from seeing her go through her recent pain with the girl at school. And it has made me question like, fuck, man, you know, I mean, I'm still indecided about undecided. I don't know what the right language is there. What to do if I want kids, um, my own children, because I think about the system that they're going to go into. I think about you know, the, the rite of passage that they're going to go through. And do I want them to go through that? Do I want them to learn what they're being taught at school? Are there better ways that I think that they could be taught? Yes. And maybe if you're a teacher out there, if you're an educator out there, I don't know what you believe, but I'm going to ask you to question what you are teaching, that maybe you are in school and you can see, fuck man, like we could really do with more of this or we could really do with more of that. How can we start to have different conversations younger that will help the children in the future, that will then help our world in the future, that will then bring humanity closer together and acting in favor of one another rather than against one another. And I know that not everyone is like that, but there's a lot of us like that. The world is never going to be perfect either. I fully understand that, but it can be better. And I believe better starts younger through conversations such as this, dark voice, light voice, space in the middle. There's a void in the middle for a choice. Which voice do you want to listen to? Here's the outcome if you listen to the dark voice. Here's the outcome if you listen to the light voice. Here's the hurdle you have to jump if you listen to the light voice. But it'll be better for you. It'll be better for you and for everyone around you. How can we change conversation that's taking place at school rather than shoving them into classes, learning about things that, you know, like having stepdaughters has fully changed or shifted or opened my eyes to education and think, fuck, man, the only thing they come home and talk about is how shit they are or how they're not doing good against other people's school or the stuff that's that's going on within, you know, uh, their, their peer group or they want to know stuff about sex or boys or whatever, yet those important conversations are, are, are few and far between when you get a guest speaker in to educate them. And I get it. It's up to the parents as well. But if, if can you imagine where we are put into school for 12 fucking years or however long we are from six to 18? That's a long time. That's a long time. If we can learn to read, to write, to, to do basic math and all that by learning and repetition, can you imagine what the minds would be of the future children much earlier if they were taught funder fucking mentals that would be my class if i had it funder fucking funder fucking mentals of your mind and how to manage it and how to deal with it now is mia winning in some areas yes is she still you know uh, losing for lack of a better word 
um, to her dark voice? Yes, but we all are. But at least she has a framework. So if you are a parent, if you are an aunt, if you have kids around you, if you are an uncle, if you are a godparent, share this podcast with them. Talk to your children about dark voice, light light voice. If your children are very young, make it a, 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 a drawing thing up on a whiteboard or on a pen and paper or make funny voices. What is the dark voice saying to you? If it is a monster, what it is saying? What is it? What's it saying? What's the scary voice saying? What's the light? What's the happy voice saying? What's the nasty voice saying? What's the kind voice saying? Change it up. Draw. Do hangmans on it. Fucking play around with it. But all I can say from personal experience is that this is helping. The two biggest things that help are helping, even though there's still a lot of shit that goes down in our family and still is, is this dark voice, light voice and sharing with them that I have it too, that I suffer with the dark voice as well. We all do. So they don't feel fucking alone. I remember when I said that to Allegra and I said, I don't feel like I belong here. The look on her face was like, what? Are you kidding? How do you feel like that? And it's like, well, how do you feel like that when you're fucking related to them, when they're your blood? And so it just starts to change the conversation. It changes the course, the path. Maybe not, you know, right away, but it's new information that's able to go into them. It's new ways for them to, to think and contemplate. So I thought this was important to share. As I said, I've been getting many um, DMs about this from parents. How do I talk about the ego to my child? Well, this is how I do it. And it has been making ways. It has been making ways with Mia even just saying herself, this is what the dark voice is saying. This is what I know the light voice is saying. And you get deeper inside your kids. You get deeper inside of them. You have more understanding of them. It's very easy to look at them and go, oh, you're ungrateful little fucks. Why are you so sad? Why are you so this? Why can't you just be happy? Why can't you just be confident? It's like, hang on, I have a dark voice and a light voice. I know how that fucking feels. Let me go inside of theirs. Let me go inside of theirs and then help them make new choices in that void, in that space. Help them realize they have a choice. They have a choice to listen more to the light voice. And hey, this goes for you too. Thanks for joining me, superstars, for today's episode of the Real, Raw, Relatable podcast. I hope this resonated, and if it did, I'd love you to rate it, review it, and please share it with anyone that you know. If you have any further questions about this or comments about this, please feel free to DM me over on Instagram, cat.john, or email me at info at catjohn.com.au. I will be following this up with a book to come. I don't know how long that process takes, but I'm fucking taking it for parents out there, for the children out there, for teachers out there to help better educate our children who are the future of humanity, to educate them 
in a way where they know their own mind and they can make better choices. Thanks for joining me, gang. I'll catch you next week. Peace be with you.